0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. I am your host, Chris Farmstead, and we have a very special guest today from the Chosen League Podcast. We have Mr. Devin Calhoun. Devin, it's great to have you back on the show, my man. I appreciate you for having me, Chris. How you been, man? I've been doing good, just trying to grind, work, however I can to get this bread, trying to make some money. That's what it's about. So there's a lot to go about today, I know, with the NBA, with the Summer League and everything like that. And a lot bunch of pop culture, ref, movies, and TV going on. But one of the main things that has happened today, 12 years ago on this day, was the decision. Now, for those of you who are out of touch and kind of haven't grown up with that kind of magnitude of spe- like TV and bat, TV and sports put together, the decision was when LeBron James announced that he would be signing with the Miami Heat. On a very big televised setting at the Boys and Girls Club in Cleveland. But in all honesty, I I don't know how that honestly would happen. Because as a player of his caliber, would you need that kind of big spectacle thing to get your point like where you would want to go? I mean,
1: when you look at it, the you have to look at... Situation. He was. Some people may agree that LeBron had the team and he should have stayed in Cleveland and you know fought it out, and they probably could have won the championship. But when you really look at it, he went to you know going to Miami. That was, to be honest, that was the best move. Like moving forward, you know, he goes. He you know learns from a lead a leader like Dwayne Wade a champ a championship guy a guy who has that championship mentality so i mean looking at it 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 is what it is
0: and the rest is history i think it is too and i think that that cleveland team was great they had a good year when they went to the finals but lost in a straight they lost straight to the to a dominant spurs team at that time They got really close at Eastern Conference Finals, but losing to great teams like Boston and another good, you know, one run team in Orlando. They just kept, they were one offs, but I think that team was good. But like you said, with him leaving, they were able to pick up some quality players. I'm not going to say one of them, but the other one was Kyrie Irving. They picked him up in the draft. The other one would have been Anthony Bennett, but he kind of scrubbed out. I think (laughs) it's Kyrie coming to Cleveland and then LeBron coming back, that suited perfectly. I think they needed to have a good amount of picks, and especially with Cleveland having the the luck to get number one picks, that worked out the best for them. And I know that when LeBron came back, he was trying to get that city a title, and they did after his second year of being back in Cleveland. He fulfilled that promise he did and now there's no need to, There's he had, he owed nothing else to that city but he gave everything he could to the city of Cleveland and I know with him leaving that was probably one of the hardest decisions of his career but it was worth you know having them try to rebuild around LeBron if he ever wanted to come back
1: um, I mean when you look at it you got Darius Garland who's um Who's basically potentially becoming a star, or, or if not a star, he's he's on his way, you know, being a star, going from a star to all star. Um, he, I think, with with Cleveland, they're still they're still a young team. I mean, they're still they had they had Jared Allen at one point. I think they still have him. Um, there but there's still there's still a long way to go. So I mean LeBron is like in a win now mode. So I, I don't I don't think he will only, only way he returns to Cleveland is to, you know, find a team that's gonna play that's gonna allow him and his son, Bronny, to play.
0: And I think and like you said, with what Cleveland has now, like you said, they do have Jared Allen. They have an up and coming big in Moses and Moses Brown, who I think could be a very good big he has the potential 7-2 uh and he can learn from Allen. certainly learn from davis and even kevin love they they picked up Kar- karis Levert out of indiana oh yeah you have G- darius garland like you said and including evan mobley and i, don't know I was they, just about to mention him i'm glad you I mentioned they have name. mark and but and then ricky rubio re-signed to another deal they have um, players that they can and they made the play in tournament which yeah. helped but I think next year I mean looking at what how they did last year they didn't do awful they were 44 and 38 so they were above 500 but they do have room to grow and they do have room to succeed and I think with where Cleveland is now to versus where LeBron is now I mean LeBron can do whatever he wants right now with his career and I think at that time, when he did leave, it was... You saw the, had the fans' reaction to when he left. And then... It was just like they lost everything. Yeah. But is there any player in any sport that you think... Would do something else like the decision to where it causes such a a panic to the city or even the sport uh i i don't i don't know i
1: honestly i don't know i don't really have a specific
0: player that i see that could do that i think when tom brady left new england had he made it the big deal like that, that would have been a really shock. Because I never imagined him ever leaving New England at all. Or ever well, leaving Bill Belichick.
1: Well, yeah, I I, I agree on that. I, I I never And I never seen him. I never seen him like, okay, I was like, he's going to play. He's won mo- so many championships with that franchise. It was like, okay, you're probably going to retire with this team. But some... Some like some people would say like it's weird to see him on a different team now, with a new, a different jersey in a different jersey on a different team. I in my, me I was like I don't I don't find
0: anything weird about it. I'm like players get traded, so it's just like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's- Tom Brady had nothing else to really prove. He's already won multiple championships with the. With the Patriots, I think it's it was also the fact that, I mean, Tampa Bay had so much talent, but not a vet quarterback to lead them. I yeah. think when you have talent like Mike Evans and you have talent like Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette and all those guys who can and um and all those guys who can make make a difference, then yeah, I think why not? And plus. Would you plus playing football? Would you rather be in the cold in New England or in the warm in Tampa Bay? That doesn't sound like a tough question.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm used to Florida weather. I'm from Florida, but like I, honestly, I'd rather be in the, in Florida. I, ne- I, I never forget when Tom Brady was in New England and they played against the Tennessee Titans, and at that time, that's when they played against um, Chris Johnson. Uh, running back from Tennessee back in the yeah. day,
0: back in the day,
1: yeah, they they were in the cold, and I'm like Tom Brady, I can see his hand like like red like a tomato, like his hand was red. I was like, oh my god, this this cold weather is is something serious, and playing in the snow, man, like I I couldn't do
0: that if I was in the NFL. But so and then kind of bringing it to current with the NBA and we're still dealing with the trade talks, Kyrie's still on the fence of if he's going to go to the Lakers and no one knows where KD might go. Do you think with Kate, if KD had the op had the chance or if he ever wanted to do something like the decision, do you think people would, do you think it would be as big as when LeBron did it? Or do you think it would be not as big?
1: It, it's big because you want to know you want to know where he's going it it would be like if he goes to the the suns it'll be like it's like okay and you, it's it's really not big because it's like okay he's going to the suns you you kind of think you kind of think back to the time he was in Golden State it's, that's that's the that's that's how i look
0: at that if he goes, he goes to the on. suns I'll be really in, intrigued on that one cuz yeah. I've I've talked about this before. He has more weapons with Miami than he does Phoenix.
1: Yeah, that's 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 the team I want him to go to. I want him to go I'd rather him go to the Heat than Phoenix. well, when I look well, when I look at it, it's a win-win situation, but like I said, it's if he goes to Phoenix, it's kind of a similar situation with him when he was in Golden State. Now you're you're playing with a high caliber point guard chris paul you already played with steph it's like that's like going into the same situation and then it's like right people are going to look at it like oh okay like how, how they're saying now uh he's trying to go on loaded teams Uh he's trying to you know if the thing is if he would have looking at his role for the heat I, he really needs to go to he, the heater, the underdogs right now. You you really take the pressure off of Jimmy Butler being the main scorer. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, none of these guys are are nowhere to be found. Jimmy in the playoffs we already seen Jimmy Butler put up fifty, putting up almost sixty points. You know he he's trying to do all he can. Durant's role would be you know scoring, as we know, but he's gonna to have to do something that he normally doesn't do as much, and that's rebound and play defense. Because that's something, that's something that the, um, I, I feel like the Heat is known for, they're known for their scoring with Jimmy Butler, but they, they, they play defense. It really benefits, it benefits Bam, because Bam is not really a perimeter defender. Bam normally guards, can guard a guy in the paint. Let Durant guard, guard on the perimeter. Because Durant can go one-on-one.
0: You know? Right. And so, it'll be interesting to see if at some point in the sports world, there'll be another decision like that. Plus, it'll it'll be really big to see where Kevin Durant kind of moves to, because that'll be... That'll create an impact for um, one of the teams actually giving them a playoff fighting chance. So... Moving forward, we have, you know, currently underway, we have the NBA Summer League, which gives uh, incoming draft picks as well as returners uh, trying to claim a spot on a roster or show out so that they can sign a contract overseas or with the G League. Um, what's your take on the Summer League so far and who's caught your eye uh, quickly? Um, Man, uh
1: I got multiple players, but um, I've been looking at that um, that guy who's playing for Memphis. His, oh. name, his, his name is Loft Junior. Kenny Lofton Junior. Yeah, I've seen I've seen I've seen like highlight clips on Instagram. Like this dude, <laughs> this dude gets buckets. You feel like this guy gets buckets. He was he was really literally bullying uh, Chet. dude dude, they got drafted to uh, (laughs) the thunders I was like he was bully bully balling this man he's like you too little man
0: but I'm interested to see um, how they do I know Chet Holmgren is you know he's skinny but he's great defender and when they're comparing him to how he shoots to a like a Dirk Nowitzki type of player yeah he can set. He can shoot. He has a decent fadeaway, and he can play defense down low, which what you need. Uh, Paolo Bunero, I, I want to say. Oh Banqueiro, yeah, yeah. I, I, I he's, he's looking pretty good too. Over the Rockets, he has 17. Um, looking good for the Magic. I think the Magic are going to be a sleeper team. I know they're young, but they could be a really good sleeper team to kind of move back up to. You- you know, you know they got a great squad. They do. They're just young. It's a it's tough having a young squad with no vet to kind of lead, but I think with them together, you can see they're moving in a good direction. Cause I mean, you got Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony,
1: and then and then you got uh Pilo, yep. pa- Paolo.
0: You,
1: know, Paolo, Pera, pa- you have Franz
0: Wagner. You have a you have a lot of decent guys. And then that.
1: and then you still got Mobama. Mobam Mobamba. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mo-Bama. yeah. Yeah. Markel Fultz, uh, Wendell Carter. They got a good squad to kinda do to to keep moving. It's just tough when you have a tough Eastern conference and it stinks that they finished last. But I think Orlando going to move up. Indiana's moving down with the loss of Malcolm Brogdon. Washington might stay the same. New York is going to be iffy. I think Orlando has a good chance to move up to at least close to the play-in. But without vet play, without you know a vet trying to help lead them, it's tough for the Magic. Yeah.
1: Um, I got a few other players that's that's caught my attention. Uh, yeah, Sharif O'Neal. I've been I've been watching him. I know he had I know he had one one game, but uh, you know, following his father's footsteps, you know, going going, being able to play in the summer league with the Lakers, um, that's that's a beautiful thing, and I I really hope he gets you know he gets picked up in get put on the roster brief o'neill and scotty pick yeah man i'm like man brett lebron's been playing with 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 like he's been playing against the the legends like he's played against fathers and then he played against the son like he played against gary trent gary trent now he then he plays against Gary J- trent jr
0: i mean i'm yeah. gonna say obi he played Dell curry and then steph curry yeah played you know tim hardaway and tim hardaway jr there's yeah. guys have been in the league long enough to where they've played fathers and sons and then um it, it it's kind of cool to see that and just how sustainable their career has been to be that way um but i am excited to see um how the end of the summer league goes who gets picked up and what teams are going to be making some good moves this year we still have a little time left for the summer league, and I can't wait, man. I, I hope Leangelo is able to play, man. I I've I've seen
1: I've seen that he's entered protocol, safety health and safety protocol, and I was like, man, he was just in this putting up buckets,
0: and now he's dealing with this. So it's just like, man, yeah, I don't know. It, it time will tell with what will happen with Leangelo. And another one that I did see was uh, NBA G League Rookie of the Year, Mack McClung, who got some, who played in the last game, got a good few minutes. I would like to see him play in the league. He's got bounce. He can shoot. Being a small guard that he is, I know he can. He, he reminds me of a, um, why can I think of his name? Um, oh, uh, Alex Caruso, he reminds me of Alex Caruso, but just a younger Alex Caruso. And I hope he can pick up on a squad, yeah. Um, uh, but we're gonna take a short break, guys. When we come back, I have my one on one Hooper profile with UCSB men's basketball star Cole Anderson, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the HoopJack podcast series, guys. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from UCSB men's basketball program. We have Mr. Cole Anderson. Cole, it's great to have you on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So, uh, how how's your summer going? I know uh, we're kind of getting back to hopefully in a normal sense, and I know in California it's very hectic right now with the summer and kind of reeling in from still the pandemic and everything like that but how have you been doing
2: um i've been pretty good just uh ever since our season ended um back in march or april whenever that was um i took some time off and then got right to like back to work and started working out over spring and then i've been home back in fresno california which is like central california um for like three weeks now and then i'm leaving again tomorrow back to start summer workouts so yeah it's been good
0: but you guys had a full year this year after I believe it after the whole everything happened in March when everything was done. You guys ended up for the at least 2021-22 20, year, you guys had a full season, correct? Yeah, we did. And uh, I see that you guys had a great year. You guys finished above 500 but lost to Long Beach State in the Big West semifinal the three-point game was close. Um what was kind of the feeling going into the tournament and then after that game?
2: um, I think it was like this year during um league, it was a little rocky at points because we we did have some games canceled. We have some guys out due to COVID and stuff. So it was a little rocky. And then um, we ended up winning like our last nine out of 10 games in conference. So we were kind of on a little roll, a little hot streak going to the tournament in Vegas. And um, to be honest, after we beat UC Irvine, um in the first round of the tournament i thought like we all thought we were gonna probably end up going all the way but we lost on that buzzer beater long beach which is kind of heartbreaking but i think we're getting a lot of the same guys back next year um and so we should be good and you had
0: you 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 got some quality minutes in your freshman year and kind of just how what can you kind of reflect on and how you can learn from freshman year going into your sophomore season
2: um yeah I think just from high school to college is a huge jump and a, a big learning curve. Um, a lot of, or some guys can uh, take it easier than others, but I learned a lot. Um, I learned defense is really important. It's probably the most important thing to be able to stay on the floor. Um, just like the pace of the game, the physicality, watching film, all that stuff is just a huge learning curve. So I think this year was, um, obviously I was trying to get on the floor and be productive and stuff and do it the best I could, but it was a big learning year for me. And, um, I think my sophomore and beyond those years will be, um, more productive than my freshman year because I've already gotten those, like I've already learned those new things. So now I'm just kind of going out there to play freely and stuff. And growing up in
0: Fresno, you've pretty much spent your entire life in Fresno, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I have. Playing at Clovis West High School and making a name for yourself there four-time mvp and one i believe one of your notable moments was 51 points through three quarters in a california in a yes. cal state game yeah we were having was that like a clay thompson kind of night that you were just feeling it
2: yeah it was i mean it was a crazy game uh i think i had like 20 something in the first half so i didn't really think anything of it at that point but um Once the third quarter started, I hit a couple of threes in a row and just kept shooting. And uh, I think I ended up making like nine in a row or something. And then, well, if you count the quarter before, like 10 in a row. But, um, yeah, I didn't get to play the the fourth quarter, though, which was I was kind of bummed out about because I was trying to get like 70 or something. But, yeah, it was cool.
0: And talk to me about the competition at Clovis West High School and kind of that area. Is it like a high competitive? I know California being a very high Uh, sport sport uh state but specifically in kind of the fresno area is it still is basketball still pretty big um yeah
2: i'd say from my probably like my freshman to junior year we had a lot a lot a lot of talent um coming out of the central valley we had uh jalen green is a notable name um we had a couple a couple other d1 guys um i know one guy that goes to long beach um from fresno and then just a couple other guys that are scattered around but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's good competition, but I think it's starting to. I wouldn't say like decline, but it's not. I don't know. It, it's decent, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty
0: good. It's good competition for you to kind of grow and actually and grow your game in a sense.
2: No, yeah, definitely. And I I also played under a coach that I like that would push me a lot, so I wasn't really worried about getting better because my coach was getting me better every day.
0: Right, and you want that kind of beat kind of coaching style to get you to elevate your game
2: yeah for sure and
0: while you were what when COVID hit you would have been
2: a senior in high school correct or yeah I was like I in I was it was March of my junior year when COVID hit okay so
0: I know with kind of the season going how it was you you guys would have been out of season come March yeah but then once senior year hits COVID's still around. How was this? How was that season? You know, with very limited play and not a whole lot of fans, and
2: uh, still COVID on the rise. How did how did that season go for y'all? No, yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, there was a lot of like speculation. We didn't know if we were even going to have a season. Um, a lot of us were kind of bummed out about that, but our our like district came to like an agreement that we would end up having a season that started in March of my senior year. So it was pretty late. But um, leading up to that, we had just we had to do a lot of weird things. We had to test before practice every day. Um, there was like a month, month and a half period where we were practicing outside at local like public parks, just like stuff like that, because all the gyms were closed. It was pretty strict. So, yeah. But I'm just thankful we had a season, and it just ended up going good.
0: And with kind of the immediate season that you had in, this, in your senior year. You decide to commit to play for USCB, home of the is it the gauchos? Guach- yeah, gauchos, yeah. And how did uh, what was kind of the decision leading to uh, starting your college career and hopefully
2: finishing your college career at USCB? Um, it's I mean, I, I don't know, I just liked everything about the school. Um, I like the coaching staff, like I said, I get like staff that's going to push me, and that's definitely what my head coach does. Um, he tries to bring out the best in his players and just obviously the location, um, Santa Barbara, it's a great place and it's a UC school, so it's a great education. So to get an education from there could set you up for the rest of your life when basketball is over.
0: Absolutely. And I know you're heading into your sophomore year and there's plenty more opportunities like this to come, but with the NIL, uh, giving college athletes the opportunity to make money or even create a business of their own, is there, anything down the line that you would want to either kind of be create or be a part of throughout your journey
2: at uh, UCSB? Um, Yeah, it's, it's good. I know it is a great thing. I think in my opinion, Um, I've already had a couple like little things here and there for NIL. And then next year, I think um, our coach is setting us like our whole team up with like a company that can help us like get different deals and stuff. So, Just as my career goes on, I hope to just, like, build, like, my name more and get, like, out there more, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's still early in your college career to kind of make a name for yourself, but you have plenty of time to do that as well as um, make connections along the way. Yeah. Kind of help you. Like you said, life after basketball, anything can happen. Uh Uh-huh. And my last question to you is what advice would you give – to the next high school basketball player, high school hooper, wanting to play
2: at the college level? Um, I'd just say, um, like, one thing I've learned is uh, when you get in the gym, like, a lot of kids, like, just a lot of people that I've seen get in the gym just to say, like, oh, like I'm in the gym. But if you're not being, like, productive in the gym, it doesn't really benefit you or your game. So I'd say just when you're in the gym, get your work in, uh, focus, focus, And just go hard for the whole time. And then you can mess around after. But while you're in the gym, I'd say it's just all business, or else you're really just not going to get better. And obviously, just always work hard. I've always been a hard worker. So, and that's like one of my emphasis is so. Absolutely, man.
0: Well, Cole, I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your college career. Hopefully I can try to come out to a game in California. I know it's on the other side of the map, but yeah, I can try to do that. But I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your college career. Hopefully we can stay in touch and uh good luck to you, my man. I I I'm pulling for you. Yep. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem, man. We'll be right back with more hoop jack guys. So stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Cole for taking the time to come on the show. I hope to try to catch a game. I know California is a long ways away from where I am, but hopefully they have a great year. Go Guachos. Uh, Good luck to you, Cole. Wish you the best, my man. All right. So next topic on the list is over the last weekend, I got to watch uh, a good film on Netflix uh, called The Hustle now for those of you who don't know what the hustle is the hustle is a basketball movie uh stanley sugarman uh played by adam sandler is a scout for the philadelphia 76ers and he's constantly on the road i can't imagine just being on the road and having a family and not being able to get home and he's on the road looking for uh overseas talent and one of the first big players that he runs into was uh, Boban, big Boban, overseas, which I thought was hysterical. He tried to pass off as like a 20-year-old or like 18-year-old, and I thought that was funny. And then after getting the job to be an assistant for the 76ers, unfortunately, he got sent back down and uh, ends up having to return back to a scout and heads over to Spain to look for a player and he runs into a pickup game and finds a man called finds a guy by the name of Bo Cruz played by NBA star and free agent right now Juancho Hernan Gomez and he picks him up, he trains him and he's getting ready for the draft but the number one player in the draft for that year is Minnesota Temporal star Anthony Edwards, and he plays the main character Kermit Wiltz. I don't know how they came up with Kermit, but you know what? <laughs> uh, what? Could it be the fact that Kermit was the name that you they landed on for that? And I was so happy to see a lot of, you know, you had you saw Kenny the Jet Smith there, Shaq. Uh, you saw all the NBA TNT guys. You saw Jaleel White make it back onto the big screen, which I thought was great for him. You see a lot of the NBA talent, too. You saw Trey Young, Aaron Gordon, Luka Doncic. You saw a lot of great talent.
1: Hey, Go- and-,
0: and I was... This was a great... And, Ju- and, and even uh, Tobias Harris and even Julius Irving made an appearance. The GOAT, the one of the best to play the game. Um, but i thought this was a great movie to kind of get to rally up the basket not only the basketball community but just like a global community in general just you know it was a great film uh what did you think
1: it was a it was a great film as well you you missed one player um he, he was also from the sixers uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing it Th- uh he played for
0: the Sixers. I'll I'll look through. I'll see if um... oh Matisse Stiebel yeah yeah, and Tyrese Maxey and all them. Yeah, yeah. It it
1: was really a great film. I love the storyline of you know him going through adversity. You know having come to find out he had a you know criminal record, but he uh, well not a criminal record. Like I guess I guess it was a criminal or a felony. <laughs> assault, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, and he taught him, he taught him. Adam Sandler taught him how to strengthen, you know, his, mentali- his me- mentality, his mentality, his mental, mental, state. Like, don't let those guys get in your head. Anthony Edwards is such a freaking clown, like,
0: <laughs> right? it <laughs> was such a. Like when I when I think of you know how hard it is for athletes to transition to like the big screen, I thought both the main characters, Hernan Gomez and Aunt, were perfect for those roles. I think. Yeah. They were so good.
1: Like like Anthony Anthony Edwards, he's like, oh, that's your daughter over there. He's like, oh, she's gonna be calling me daddy after this game. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, something. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a savage. Like he, he, he really played his role, and then just, just like, just like uh, Gomez, he had to, he had to maintain his composure. You know, just made like, don't get, don't let the game come to you. Don't be frustrated and, and you know lose your opportunity. And even in the, uh, you know, the the combine, they played a five on five, and he. He, they thought and the news blew up as if he hit Anthony Edwards when he really did he really didn't he just he just put his hand on the floor it was like he didn't do he didn't do anything so it's like and you know Stephen a Smith this this is ridiculous this guy has an opportunity to be in the you know in the, the combine and then he he just throws it away. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, are we being serious?
0: Yeah. And I think out of, like, a lot of basketball, like, a lot of sports movies I've seen, this one ranks up there as far as a great cast, you know, and great storyline, great premise, and then making it current as far as, you know, bringing streetball to the NBA, to the draft and, and the nba and everything like that and then i think um just the whole premise of uh the training and everything like that and what it takes was great um if i had to give this out of five stars i would give this like a four and a half. Five would be you know great but four and a half is still you know the four and a half stars is still a great movie and yeah. i can't Lane. i think also that um adam sandler's wife uh was queen latifah
1: yeah yeah she was <laughs>
0: he held it down though that was great and uh like i said you had a lot of pretty much had a lot of nba talent on here as far as who was in it maurice cheeks jose calderon mark jackson who i missed, charles barkley ai dirk nowitzki Brad Stevens was in there, still a coach at the time, but yeah, still a coach at the time for the seventy. The, the Celtics, 70s Celtics, in the manager box, and then Doc Rivers also was in it at the very end. Um, they even had the professor and the bone Larry Bone Collector Williams.
1: Though I like, I like how they brought those two in. I like, yeah.
0: Dixon. I thought bringing actual street ballers into a film like this was perfect
1: it it was like great at the end when he got the assistant coach spot and he like he walks out to the they walk through the arena tunnel and then Adam Sandler he's like I'm just trying to be like you Doc
0: (laughs) and I can't I hope you know that more films like this i know it's hard with other sports but i think with basketball this brings it a step up to the kind of you know movies that nba players could do like these guys are multi-talented and they can at least with you know Ant and Juancho hernan gomez i mean you still have other guys like even kenny smith was really good in this film like he was a good agent and then there's so much talent i i can't stop because it's such it was such a good movie i recommend everyone to watch it you can find it on netflix it's called the hustle and just yeah man it was a great movie um but we're going to close it out here uh with our mindful moment before i get to that i want to thank our sponsors of my well, mine i want to thank boosted biz and kenichi bear for helping out and getting our show out there with boosted biz it's all about getting the merch line out there t-shirts shirts uh tank tops shorts sweatpants and i know it's too hot for sweatpants but swag doesn't stop and with kenichi bear uh make sure if you're in finding some new headphones and i know i need to Devin. I, you probably could use a new pair of headphones too anyone could use some headphones uh, head over to Kenichi Bear to get get the Hibernation 5s. Uh, go listen to music or play video games. They're wireless headphones, Bluetooth headphones, great quality sound, and great uh, great everything. So check it out. Uh, and then we're going to close out with our mindful moment. Um, Devin, uh, what is something that's been on your mind You know that you just kind of want to talk about? Uh... I mean,
1: man, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a lot. It's
0: What's a lot going okay and everything like that.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm just about to I honestly it's like about to start school again, so that's that's been on my mind and um you know the pandemic still going on and it's, it's ridiculous, man you know, I'm about to start on my journey trying to get to where I want to be and you know,
0: getting through school. Yeah, and I know school is hard. It's You know, you just got to take it one day at a time and you know that there's a lot of people in your corner that can help you. Yeah. And I I had that same feeling too when I was in school. I just thought, you know, what am I going to use for some classes? It was what am I going to use this for? And why am I here but I think at the end of the day depending on what you're studying you just take advantage of that opportunity that you have and you know take advantage of it it's not there's because otherwise you're just kind of you're paddling you're just going downstream without a paddle yeah Uh, for me it's just I'm just still trying to find work I'm still in the process of trying to find a teacher spot. I've had a lot of interviews but nothing's hit. So hopefully something will happen before the summer ends. Just trying to make that extra money, more money. But yeah, it's, it's just it's all it's just a process, man. Whether it's school or whether it's work, it's just all a process and just got to take it one day at a time. Yeah. But that's going to be it, guys. I want to thank so much Devin for coming back onto the show. An amazing guest host, amazing, great co-host. And guys, make sure to check out his channel, The Chosen League. Tell them where where, where can they find you, Devin?
1: Oh, You guys can find me on Apple Podcasts. You also can find me here on Anchor, Spotify. I'm on YouTube as well, so you guys go out there and check me out.
0: All right, guys, you heard it here first. Uh, make sure to go check him out on all platforms. You can find us, too, on those same platforms as well. Make sure to keep tuning in. New episodes come out from my show every Monday and Friday. And stay tuned. And don't forget, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.